Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, today I am truly excited. I'm truly excited. As you know, we're going to be culminating our series today, The Open Door the open door. And I want to thank those of you who have joined us every Sunday since the very beginning, which was January the 1st. Wow, it has been that long we've been on this series. But I believe that God has been speaking some precious jewels in our lives that we can apply and grow from and grow from. And today we're actually going to be going back to the book of First Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and our scripture begins at verse 16. And here our text reads, it says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearances of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, we're concluding the message as well as our series, but we're concluding the message, The Assignment, Part 2. The Assignment, Part 2. As we left off in last week's message, we left off there, and of course, we were talking about despise not prophesying, and we went through and, and we dug through and found that when we do that, we're actually making sure that we value the preached word of God. We value the word as it comes through the vessels that God has chosen. But not just that, but we also value the word to receive the word and apply it to our lives so that we can grow thereby. So we understood that and that we, when our, we value the word, we value the vessel, then it prepares us to truly walk in what God has ordained for our lives. But that also segues into preparing us for today, because as we go through these commands that Paul gave the church at Thessalonica, I believe that he's also speaking to us. And we're going to proceed with the very next verse. That next verse is verse 21. I want to read that again. Verse 21 says, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Prove all things, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, hold fast that which is good. You see, I believe that this may be the most important command that Paul gives us. I believe it may be the most important command. Here, when we look at it, it says, even though, and I want to remind you, because remember, we've talked about, we just talked about the importance of valuing the priest's word. But I want you to see the balance that Paul gives us. So even though we should value preaching, you, you, should, you value preaching, you have to also be able to watch this, 
prove all things. You value it, but you've got to prove all things. Pastor, what is that saying to us? You see, this means you should be able to search through the scriptures and see what is true and what is not. What is accurate and what isn't. I need somebody to type in chat, study for yourself. Study for yourself. Listen, it's important that we hear the word of God. It's important that we understand and we receive the word of God. But it's also important that we study to prove all things. A long time ago, I shared with you all one of the greatest compliments that I received was from someone who they didn't come to me in my face and smooth and all that kind of stuff. No, they didn't do that. They didn't give me a call with all this flowery stuff. No, no, no. They simply sent a simple email. After years ago, I preached a message and in the absence of our senior pastor, and I was the assistant at the time, and I preached a message, and this person sent me an email, and they said, listen, Reverend Brown, you, you preached that message. I went home, and I've been studying it all week. I went through the scriptures, every one that you gave, and I found others that were related to it. And I was able to see exactly what you were saying, and I was able to apply that word. You see, this person, she didn't just listen to what I said. She proved all things. And when she did that, she found value in the word and was able to apply it. This is what God is wanting us to do. And this is what the apostle is saying here. Listen, I want you to type it. Study for yourself. Study for yourself. Listen, th th this brings you to a place. If you do this, you should believe, watch this, that the intent of the minister was earnest. You should always do that. Believe that the intent of the minister was earnest. But I want to be clear with you. You should be able to also try the spirit by the spirit. Do you hear me? Try the spirit by the spirit. You see, that means you're not having to go around and try to call people false prophets and berating them and, and getting into these, these Twitter wars and all this kind of stuff about this preacher and that preacher. You don't even have to do all that. All you have to do is take what they say, open up the word of God and Study it for yourself and see if it rings true. And if it does, now you're able to apply it. And if not, you're able to release it. But you don't have to do those things and wander around. It's important that you understand that. You see, this way, you don't have to be unsettled or untrusting in your spirit. But you're letting the word be your guide. Let me say that again. You're letting the word be your God. I need somebody to type in chat. Prove it. Prove it. Listen, open up the word and, and read it for yourself. Open up the word and read it for yourself. You need to prove that. You need to prove the word. You need to prove the word. Now, let me say this to you. Let me say this to you. What we cannot do, what we cannot do, and what I truly don't expect you to do, is to live by the doctrines of, watch this, human infallibility, implicit faith, and blind obedience. Do you hear me? 
I don't expect you to live by the doctrines of human infallibility. That means that um, humans cannot be wrong. Oh, they can't be wrong. It's not possible. That was my pastor. Not my pastor. He can't be wrong. That's not true. Humans are fallible. <laughs> Humans are fallible. We're subject to error. We may miss it. We may make a mistake. So you cannot listen and watch and say, okay, whatever they say, I'll take it. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. There's no such thing as human infallibility, nor implicit faith. Or whatever this person says, I believe it. Whatever this person says, I take it and I run with it. I don't even I don't need to look at it. They said it. If they said it, that must be that must be true. No, only God. If he spoke it, he will do it. If he said it, he will make it good. That belongs to the Lord, but not unto man. Not unto man. And lastly, blind obedience. But just whatever they say, whatever they say, you're gonna do whatever it is that they say. Without even thinking about it, without even praying about it, say, Father, confirm this. Father, help me see this. If there's something in your spirit that, that rests uneasy, to not even take a moment to think, to not take a moment to pray, to not take a moment to seek wise counsel from others, say, listen, this is what I heard, this is what I'm thinking, but I, I, I'm not sure. Listen, you've got to be able to stop and pause and not apply these things. Why? Because none of these things are biblical. None of them are biblical. So therefore, even when I preach the word, I'm expecting you to take that word and to read it for yourself and to study it for yourself. So therefore, now it becomes stronger in you and you have confidence in it and not just confidence in me. You have confidence in the word. You have confidence in your relationship with God and not just your, what you've heard preached to you or taught to you. You've got to understand this. You've got to understand this. You see, you must always use your discernment. You must always use your discernment to determine things that are right or wrong, that are good or evil. You've got to allow God, to, his spirit, to help you to discern. And the greatest tool is his word. So let me say this to you. There's a purpose for you proving all things. The purpose of proving all things is to hold fast to that which is good. To hold fast, that means to cling to, to embrace, to hold on to that which is good. And when you do that, you're able to reject the things that are not. You're able to notice the things that do not line up with his word and you're able to walk away from them. You're able to then embrace the things. It may challenge you personally, but you understand the truth of it by the word of God. Oh, my goodness. I hope this is helping somebody because you don't want to be at a place where you're blindly listening and blindly following anyone or anything. You want to follow them according to the word. This is why Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And the followers of Christ will be following according to his holy word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Then the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word is Christ incarnate. You've got to understand that. So when they're sharing the word with you, it should line up with his holy word. His holy word. My goodness, my goodness. Oh, look with me at our next verse, our next verse, verse 22. 
here in verse 22, it says this. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain from all appearance, appearance of evil. We should abstain from evil and all appearances of evil, from sin and that which looks like sin, leads to it and borders upon it. In other words, if it, if it sm smells like sin, you need to avoid it. If it's right up on the curb of sin, you need to back away from that curb. <laughs> you need to avoid everything that looks like it, that looks like it. So here's the reality. Here's the reality. He who is not shy of the appearance of sin, who shuns not the occasions of sin, and, and who avoids not the temptations and approaches to sin, will not long abstain from the actual commission of sin. The actual commission of sin. Can I say this to you in another way? Can I say this to you another way? I, I believe it simplifies it. If you're going to dance with sin, you're eventually going to wind up, you're eventually going to dip in it. If you're going to dance with sin, eventually you're going to dip in it. You know, those who dance, especially if you do ballroom dancing and all of that, you, when you're dancing and you get to a point, what do you do? You dip, right? So if you keep dancing, eventually you're going to dip. If you keep dancing, you're going to dip in. You keep dancing with sin, you'll dip in the sin. This is why a long time ago, they used to say, especially when, when music began to be more progressive and things of that nature, you started coming into the church and you had more beats and rhythms and things of that nature. And people began to dance during praise. That's when praise began and people started dancing and all of that. And some people felt uncomfortable because of their tradition. But then the, the, the vessels of God, the pastors and the teachers began to say, listen, it's not that you have to stop dancing. You just have to do what? Change partners. So when you change partners, that's I, I believe that's a wonderful, wonderful analogy, because now you're not dancing with sin anymore, because when you dance with sin, it puts you in a place of falling into places you don't need to fall. But if you can change partners and you're with a holy, you're in a holy convenience, a holy partner. Guess what? Now, when you dance, when you dip, you're dipping into holiness. You're dipping into righteousness. You're dipping into right standing with God. You're dipping into growing a relationship with Christ. That's what you're dipping into. You're avoiding the places, the people, and the things that had you lured into sin. And now you've changed partners. You've changed partners. But you've got to be mindful of this. You've got to be mindful of this so you don't find yourself in that area, in that point. You see... When we understand this, it is so it is it, it, vitally important. It's vitally important to abstain or avoid. Watch this. The appearance of sin and evil. It's important to abstain and avoid. Give it the Heisman. You've got to avoid the appearance of sin and evil. You can't go back to the places you used to go to. No, you got to avoid certain streets in, in, in Atlanta. In most major cities across the United States, you got to avoid you got to avoid that you got to go away from that You can't go back to those things things you can't dibble and dabble around with sin No, you got to leave it alone. You got to walk away from it You change partners and go in the direction that Christ wants you to go in Thank you for listening to today's message 
We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.